Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey everybody, welcome into another video. We are doing Dynasty Buy Low Trade Targets for you guys today. That is Tom Corson. I am Robbie Jeffries, and we're going to bring you three players each uh, of guys that you should be kind of targeting in this offseason before we enter the 2021 season. How can you get some value on these players um, before they take off this upcoming season? So, you know, Tom, I'm not going to spend too much time waxing poetic. Let's just get right into it. Who is your first buy low trade target first buy low is going to be a quarterback we're going with sam darnold he's currently qb 26 for may adp over at dlf that's 84 overall basically last pick in round seven so that's pretty good value especially if you like to wait on your second qb like i do uh some upsides with sam darnold adam gase is not his coach anymore that is the biggest thing in the world right so no adam gase we're going to see how sam darnold can actually perform without you know somebody just screwing everything up around him so he's going into a joe brady system we had teddy b last year qb 19 averaged 249 yards a game for 3733 yards in 15 games that's just shy of 4k if you extrapolate it over to 16 he missed a game so brady is going to play to Darnold's strengths and this is by far the best weapons that sam Darnold has ever had in his career with cmc DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Terrace Marshall. One big thing with him that he didn't have with the Jets that he does with Carolina is his running backs are actually going to be able to catch touchdown passes. So Christian McCaffrey had seven, six, five, and then one this past year alone. The Jets combined in his career, 2018, two, then one in 2019, and one last year. So he is going to have a <laughs> – I know, right? So he's actually going to have running backs who can get into the end zone on dump-offs. Also, he's had two, you know, Carolina had two 1,000-yard receivers last year. Darnold's best wide receiver ever had 883 yards. That's Crowder in 19. And then the next two seasons are Robbie Anderson. How about that? That's kind of weird. So he's got some familiarity over with uh, Sam Darnold. So that's pretty good. The argument can be made. The receivers didn't play that well with the Jets because of Darnold, but I'm betting that's more of Adam Gase than, than Sam Darnold. So he has a fresh start. I expect him to capitalize in year four and to prove what they actually put into him in a second-round pick draft capital. And, uh, yes, Sam Darnold's going to be a really good buy low this this time next year. I like that name. Quarterback 26, absolutely. You're buying him at his floor, right? Because he's, he's going to go one of two ways. He's not going to do it this year, and they're going to move on from him, or he's going to succeed. And so um, I think at quarterback 26, you're talking about the sky's the limit for Sam Darnold. The guy that I'm going to bring to the table is a little bit higher up, but I still think is a, a buy-low candidate, and that's Tua Tungavailoa. He's quarterback 13 in DLF's May ADP. I think what what we are still getting with Tua is this injury discount. And, and what I mean by that is is 
he didn't play the greatest. He was only quarterback 20 in the games that he started. I believe it was week seven on. But, you know, that was with we're talking about targets and, and who you're throwing the ball to. That's with Devonta Parker. You know, Preston Williams has been injured now in that lineup. Mike Gusecki was there. But, you know, there wasn't a, a ton of firepower in that Tua's offense. And I think that injury leading into the, his rookie season is kind of what held him back, right? He doesn't get a full off season. He's doing things virtually. You know, a lot of people were, but he's even further behind in that development um, due to that injury. And so now we fast forward to in this upcoming season. He has Jalen Waddle. He has Will Fuller, still has Devontae Parker and Mike Gusecki, you know, so he's kind of upgraded the weapons around him. He will have a full off season with this team as the starting quarterback. It's not him or Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's in the limelight. So I think he'll catch back up to where Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert have jumped to in the top 10. I actually have him in my top 12 quarterback. So I think he will become uh, a QB one here shortly and in short order. Um, so I just think he's a really good buy low candidate before he goes off this year. Make sure you can get him while he's still attainable. All right. So I have Kareem Hunt as my next guy. He's RB 24 going early round six. And that's really late. You're talking about the last RB two going on there. Uh, he was the RB10 last year with Chubb missing four games. And when you think about that, you're like, okay, he must have really benefited uh, from Chubb being out. And guess what? He averaged 13.6 while Chubb was out and 13.6 while Chubb was playing. It was like 13.62 and then 13.66. So it was negligible. So he does just as well. The big thing with him is he scored a lot of touchdowns last year. He had 10 touchdowns, but only two of them were while Nick Chubb were, was out. So if, if you had Nick Chubb last year, you remembered and you were probably cursing at the television because they were using Kareem Hunt a lot down near the red zone. The other thing, he's only 25 years old. This contract expires after next season. So he's still got a lot left in the tank, probably. He's not typically like a, he won't be like a 27, 28 year old running back normally is if they're a bell cow. So I really like him. You can get him very cheap. Plug him in as your RB2. You're going to get some RB1 weeks, and you're going to feel pretty good considering that you took him in you know, round six. Yeah, I especially like the point you made about his contract situation, right? Let's look beyond, right? We're dynasty. Let's look beyond one year. You know, we've seen Mike Davis, of all people, you know, has a starting gig to himself. If he can get a starting gig, I think Kareem Hunt in the future can absolutely get the alpha role again um, in a backfield. So I think if you're getting him now um, where he's going at, um, I think there, there's absolutely room to grow if he is able to to jump on a team and be the the solo back there. So I like that pick. I am going to roll along with Chase Edmonds is, is my next guy that I'm bringing to the table. And he's right around that same range. He's currently DLF's running back 26. People who have been waiting for the Chase Edmonds breakout, it's, it's year four. It's finally here. You know, we have arrived. It just feels so nice to finally see this moment come to fruition because a lot of times you don't see this come, you know, with guys who are drafting those middle rounds. You're like, oh, eventually if he gets the opportunity and they just never do, but this is hopefully going to happen here for Chase Edmonds. Um, you know, he just turned 25 a couple days ago. This past year, he skyrocketed up his targets from the 20s in his first two seasons to 67 targets this past year. And, and that really helped kind of vault him to running back 25 because he didn't even have 100 carries. His yards per carry was very impressive. I mean, he's, he's getting over five yards per carry, um, but he only had 97 carries this past year. So now imagine where he gets more of that rushing workload 
and he can still do a lot in the passing game. I mean, we're talking about running back 25 last year. Where can he go this year if they give him just 200 carries? Because I know there is still James Conner. So I'm just really excited about what he's going to be able to bring to the table um, because he's super efficient with what he does. Um, we saw him in, in limited action with Kenyon Drake out produce really, really well for our fantasy team. So, you know, on top of all that, Arizona goes out and brings in Rodney Hudson in at center, who's just a huge upgrade um, from what they had last year. So really their offensive line is looking – it was decent last year, and I think it's only going to be better now with, with Rodney Hudson at the middle of that that offensive line. So I'm really excited about Chase Edmonds and where he can go after 2021. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, he's, uh, he's an interesting one, especially when you after you get past that RB24. I think Kareem Hunt's kind of the last of that. RB2 that I think, yeah, you, you're you're pretty safe getting getting points. And then you get into like muddier waters with Chase Edmonds where he's got that upside, but James Conner's there. He's never had uh, the workload all to himself for a full season. Um, so that's a guy where I think it's a lottery ticket, but it's a lottery ticket that can, that can pay off pretty big. So if you're talking about somebody you can get in round nine or 10 and it's a running back that can give you, you know, high RB two weeks, then that that's a chance that uh, I would take. And speaking of upside picks here, I'm going to go with OBJ as uh, my last sleeper. And he's going off as the wide receiver 35. 104.75 average ADP right now over DLF. That's mid round eight. I, I was I'm in a draft currently. I snatched him up at round ten. I, I it's pretty crazy because at that point, um, especially if it's a best ball league or something, you've already got three wide receivers probably. So you're drafting him at this point to be your wide receiver three or your flex. He's entering his 29 year old season, and I think he can still have three or four good years. So. I, I think he's got that upside of, you know, obviously a wide receiver too, in my opinion, but we'll get there in a second. But they, they really showed some faith into him too because they didn't really add anything aside from Anthony Schwartz, which it's Anthony Schwartz. You know what I mean? Uh, he is coming off that injury in week seven, which is why he is at that absolute low considering the factor that the Browns offense actually got better when he left because Mayfield stopped forcing the ball to him. That's a factor I think people are, are just looking at saying, okay, I kind of scares me that they got better after he went out. But I think with Mayfield uh, being in another year, he's more mature. He's not just going to force the ball to his alpha. He figured out that he can spread the ball around, be efficient, move the ball, depend on his running backs, and he'll be perfectly fine. The one thing they were missing last year was wide receivers who could catch touchdowns. You had Rashard Higgins, who got four, and then it was Austin Hooper for it. Uh, Kareem Hunt actually led the team in receiving touchdowns last year with six. That's not going to happen again. Going back to my point about Mayfield and how the offense was worse with OBJ, uh, he only had a 55% catch rate last year because he was just throwing it to him every single time. I think there's going to be an uptick in efficiency and the offense won't be as predictable, which is going to lead to him uh, having some more opportunities because they're not just going to be able to double them like they were doing last year. So it's upside. It's all about upside with this. He's not going to be a wide receiver one, probably, but I think he's got high wide receiver two upside. 
I think a thousand yards, six to nine touchdowns is certainly attainable for him. Uh, that puts him right there in that wide receiver 13 and 15 uh, zone based on, you know, past season. So if you're a contender, I'd definitely be looking to buy him as a wide receiver three, take that chance, plug him in. He's going to give you that upside. And you know what? His value is hit rock bottom. And now's the time to buy somebody like that. Yeah, completely agree with with that ending statement because this is a guy that I've always said was overvalued every single year. You know, people were living never, off Robbie, I've never owned him anyway. Yes. I've never I, wanted to because of the price. Yep, yep. And I'm exactly the same way where I've always thought his price has been inflated off of basically what he did his first three years in the league, which was amazing. But then we saw a couple years where that just wasn't the case injuries, some some different performances. And so now you're finally at a point where I am super intrigued by where he's at. And I actually traded for him in a league that we're, we're in t- together basically for about a mid-second. And I think that's just a great price for someone who does have, you said wide receiver two upside. I think wide receiver one upside given some weeks. I know the Browns are not passing at the volume you probably want for a consistent wide receiver one, but man, he's going to have some weeks where he absolutely goes off because that's the type of talent he is. So my final guy that I'm going to bring to the table is right in that same range. It's going to be Cooper Cup. He is going as DLF's wide receiver 32. So a year ago, Cooper Cup was at wide receiver 19. And then we have Jared Goff, just kind of the, the wheels fell off this last year, it felt like. And, and his efficiency goes down, his yards per attempt goes down, his, his passing touchdowns go down. And so basically, we just have a rough passing offensive season for the Rams in general. And and. That problem, I feel like, left town, honestly, with that trade where they bring in Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff now leaves. And so I'm kind of reinvesting into Cooper Cup as if this was uh, coming after the 2019 season, right? He had 10 touchdowns that year. He had over 1,100 yards. He had 90 receptions. I'm kind of back to viewing Cooper Cup like he was in that season because I do think um, we've we've seen statistically that Matthew Stafford has over a four four and a half percent passing touchdown rate as opposed to Jared Goff's three and a half percent the last two seasons. We've seen Matthew Stafford throw for over four thousand yards, sometimes eclipsing the five thousand yards. Um, he's throwing early and often. They're throwing over you know five hundred and seventy five attempts most years, and that just wasn't the case with Jared Goff. And I, and I think you just have a much smarter quarterback in Matthew Stafford, someone who just understands the game better. Who's a just a, a, a just a more efficient quarterback for lack of a better term right like and so I think with Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford they're going to mesh really well and I think this offense becomes a, a lot more dangerous as a passing offense you know I'm hoping that they can get into the mid-30s for passing touchdowns I hope they can get him you know 4,500 passing yards and I think a lot of that will come off the backs of Cooper Cup and Robert Woods but Cooper Cup from a PPR dynamic 100 catches uh, 1,200 yards, 8 to 10 touchdowns type of standpoint. So if you're getting him at wide receiver 32, he's not quite at that 30 mark. He's he's 28. So you still have, you know, two or three, uh, maybe even four years left of him where people might be treating him as if he's he's on the downslope of his career. And I think with Matthew Stafford, we might have not seen his best season yet. Well, Cooper Cup is that dude who never gets any respect. He was the wide receiver 19 coming off of the wide receiver four season. And he was still a wide receiver 19 in Dynasty uh, ADP. So he can be a PPR monster. And I think 
with Matthew Stafford there, they're going to be a, a much more efficient passing offense, as you explained. It's just a better overall quarterback. You know, we appreciate you guys all tuning in uh, to to watch this video. You know, Dynasty by Lowe's, how can you make moves to better your Dynasty rosters before the season hits, before these guys' prices become inflated? Uh, we hope you enjoyed these players. Drop a comment in uh, if you guys have other names, if you guys hated our names. You know, let us know. Give us some feedback on, on, on players that you like um, coming up in this 2021 season. With that, we will catch you on the next video.